0: Well, hello, Loudmates, mates, and welcome to a special holiday edition of the STEM Lab Podcast. Today, we have Nurse LaShawn Carmen here to share with us tips on managing our mental health during the holiday season. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina Walpole, and as always, I am happy to welcome our cornered guest. Well, hello, LaShawn, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, we're back. <laughs> I know, it's so good to have you back for our quarterly Nurse Lulu's Corner on Mental Health. Uh, we haven't talked to you in a while because there's a lot been going on, so mm-hmm. STEM Lab podcast talk took a little hiatus, but now we are back, and we really want to talk to you during the Christmas holidays because they are right around the corner, and we know because we're in a pandemic, a lot of people have lost loved ones. Uh, to COVID-19 people have lost loved ones just to um, diseases in general, uh, and just to health in general in old age. And as we come up on this holiday, it sometimes bring about feelings of, about that type of loss. And so I just wanted to talk with you about uh, handling our mental health during the holidays. Mm-hmm. We know that there are feelings like anxiety and depression that comes along with the holidays, And I just wanted the listeners be able to have some action items for themselves to be able to make it through the holidays. If we can, I wanted us to just talk a bit with you about mental health and how you see it uh, fitting into the holiday spectrum.
1: So, you know, during the holidays is really tough for a lot of people, even without a mental mental health illness. Um, You know, a lot of people have lost loved ones. And this, you know, sometimes it's going to be their first holiday without their loved ones, whether they, you know, passed away from COVID or from another underlying disease. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that alone can cause depression, even without a clinical, you know, psychotic diagnosis. So, you know, when you are, used to have if you are are battling a mental health illness and then have the holiday blues on top of it, that makes it more challenging. So um, as a mental health nurse, you know, I see a lot more patients admitted during this time of year, you know, high risk of suicide or whether it's just depression. And and a lot of it's because of the, you know, what we call the holiday blues. So this is a very good topic that we can definitely discuss about the symptoms um, that we see during this time. We can definitely talk about some ways we can manage those symptoms.
0: So what are some of the feelings that you usually, a person might might not know that, oh, I'm probably having some type of mental liaise because they may not know what type of feelings come along with mental illness. You know, we kind of, and I'll say this and just being honest when, you know, I think of mental illness, anytime you heard it, you just thought crazy. And as we've gotten older, I've learned to know that. That's not it. Just not somebody in the street turning around in circles and talking to themselves. That's mm-hmm. not a mental illness, but there are right. other exactly. feelings that are associated with it. So can you tell the audience what some of those feelings might be so that they be aware that they may be facing some type of mental challenge?
1: Um, so some of the feelings that um, a lot of people have during the season could be just, you know, just feelings of loneliness, um, mm-hmm. feelings of sadness, uh, frustration. Um, you know, like a sense of loss and sometimes isolation. And like I said, you know, you know, it's different from person to person. You know, some of these feelings can be due to external circumstances that happen to have occurred, you know, over the holidays. Some of it could be a clinical, you know, uh, condition with them that only comes around during this time of year. So yeah, some of those feelings, you know, just could be like, you know, sense of loss, like hopelessness. Um, yeah. you know, isolation and just, you know, and when a lot of people who do that, who are in that space of isolation, you know, it could become too, like, they haven't grieved over a loss of a loved one. And whenever this time mm-hmm. of the year comes mm-hmm. around, they yeah. don't know how to manage it. So those are some of the, some of the feelings that yeah. we have, and you know, you know, some people feel like, you know, they're, they're just not worthy or also too, during this time, Uh, you know, it's the end of the year as well. So a lot of people look back and like, you know, what have I accomplished this year? And if they feel like they haven't accomplished anything, Mm -hmm. also leads to feelings of being inadequate, you know, um, or not being, um, you know, not knowing what their purpose is, or, you know, like, wow, I've done absolutely nothing this year. So that can also compound on top of those
0: feelings as well. And so, just saying to our audience, if you are feeling that, that's a good time uh, to recognize that that could be uh, something that you may want to talk to some right. health professional therapist or counselor about. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, let's talk about, Sean, just what we would uh, possibly do as a, a body of people who are willing to recognize we are having some type of mental health issue. What are some of the steps that you think we should be able to take during this holiday season that would help us make it through? Right. So one of the
1: biggest things um, during the holidays is that, you know, especially for people who are hosting, you know, Christmas and things like that at their homes. So Mm -hmm. so that that is um, open a space for, you know, family gatherings. And for some people, you know, that could be pressure on them. And then uh, there's some people who, have to, you know, who are perfectionists, and they yes. want everything to be perfect, you know, I mean, the food has to be perfect, the, the the decorations have to be perfect, and everybody, everything has to be perfect, but, you know, God forbid, if there was something that doesn't go their way specifically, then that's how you create those feelings of frustration, which creates stress, Right. Holidays. So, one of the things that I do want to touch on is during the holiday day season. For number one, is to learn to accept imperfection. It is. Girl, it is say it, that. Is, it is okay because you know you know you have an expectation around the holiday season. You know that are high. You know, like I said, for hosting those gatherings. And so, what you have to understand is that you know it's it's more of enjoying the people that you're around.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: It's not about you know, who likes ham, who doesn't like ham and this, that, and the other, or who made the macaroni and cheese. Right. Exactly. You know, and who's not, you know, coming to your gathering, and say, oh my goodness, you know, you gained a lot of weight. What are you going to do about that? Oh my goodness. You're not married yet. Oh my goodness. You guys don't have children yet. You know, you, you know, a lot of people battle that, you know, during the holiday season, you know, especially, you know, when you're hosting it. So, you know, my thing is, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you have to love and accept yourself. And know, and know that you're not perfect. And that as long as you do the best that you can and everything, you know, you know people are going to be people. They're going to say what they're going to say. But that doesn't mm-hmm. make you less of who you are. It is okay. It is
0: okay for things not to be 110% perfect. Just do the best that you can. So and perfect. I like that you said that, you know, things don't have to be 100% perfect. You know, just do the best you can. Family members are going to be family members. I always, <laughs> I just had an episode where I said, only my aunt can make me feel like I'm still in the fourth grade. <laughs> and I am way past that. So, you know, you already know how some family members are going to add. Just know that it's not going to change just because you don't want it to happen. They're going to still say the same stuff. You know, if you got that, uh, that I always ask you when you don't lose weight, she don't ask you this time. So just let it roll off. But learn that, you know, you can be imperfect. Everything does not have to be pristine. Everything does not have all the silverware. It doesn't have to be polished to a T, you know. It's a thing of having everybody there, having family there and all of their nuances and quirkiness and just loving one another. And especially during the time of COVID, Where now we can get back together because we either have been vaccinated or we've chosen ways to be safe. We Mm -hmm. can finally be with loved ones and get that hug and get that love that we've missed over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I'm just glad to hear you tell people, you know, hey. It's okay. It is. It the is
1: It's good. It's okay. It's okay. And that's that. Now that is a definitely a hard one for our before uh, our perfectionists. So yeah. you know. So that's one thing. So this is like a a, a a caveat to just for the holidays for a perfectionist specifically. Okay. Um, so another thing that I wanted to touch on too is about showering others with kindness during the holidays, and I think I'm, I touched on that um, because like I said, you, you do have those family members. You, have, you know how I say you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. <laughs> right. And so one thing I can say, you can only control how you are. You can only control your emotions True. and who you are. You can't control others. So one thing about that, you really have to just look inside yourself and just, like I said, love and accept yourself and know that you are, that you are great. You're doing the best thing that you can do and just shower others with kindness. They come at you, talk about your weight or how come you're not married, things like that or whatever. You shower them with kindness or you can, if you, especially my, my favorite example, especially if you're a Christian, I said, well, I'm still waiting for the Lord to send me my spouse. So that's why I'm (laughs) not married right now. And guess what? I am blessed and highly favored and that will kindly shut it down, you know? So, (laughs) you know, so that's, that's, (laughs) that's, (laughs) <laughs> that's an example you know uh, right right exactly so you know they you know a lot of people can say anything you know or, well you know oh my goodness this 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 dish is so good but you know my mom knows how to make it better or anything sometimes you just gotta like you know what that's who they are you just gotta learn how to not allow people to steal your joy And girl
0: um, say that you gotta learn not to let people steal your joy and then remember this is the season that we were supposed to be jolly we're supposed to zoo exuberance actually and happiness and so uh as you say lean into your kindness you know um just don't let things just bother you unnecessarily uh, always choose uh kindness instead of choosing violence <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so when choosing violence but just in case you are <laughs> kindness over choose violence kindness. i like it. go for the left go for the left people for the left <laughs> Kindness will get you
1: much farther. Yes, it will.
0: I like that. So we're going to choose kindness. We're going to accept our imperfections. What else you got for us this holiday season? Yes,
1: for this holiday season, if anything, you have to set aside time for self-care. So, you know, a lot of people will look at me and say, well, Sean, how can I do that? I mean, it's easier said than done. I got kids. I got a spouse. I got to get Christmas gifts. I got to do this, this, that, and the other. But my thing is this. You find time for everyone else. You can surely find at least five or 10 minutes for yourself. Okay. 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 So it it could be anything as simple as just, I don't know, at night before you go to bed, listening to some, you know, quiet music or do some, you know, meditation or, you know, schedule out a day for yourself that, you know what, I'm just going to take a day for myself. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to, you know, do this or whatever, whatever gives you peace you definitely gotcha. that over the holiday because if you don't have your, your peace and you allow everything and everything around you to, to, to sap your strength, you're not gonna be in, um, you're not going to be in that space to be able to uh, entertain anybody else, if that makes any sense.
0: It okay. does. Right. And I think that, you know, we've been hearing that term so often uh, during the pandemic, self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and self-care uh, is very important, it, as you say. It could be five, 10 minutes or entire spa day. It's whatever you deem self-care. For some people, a glass of wine is mm-hmm. self-care. And if that's yours, then by all means have that glass. Right. But it's definitely important. As you said, how can you be the hostess with the mostess if you are all stretched out and you haven't right. taken care of yourself first so right. that you can then be that person for others and Uh, serve people with all the kindness and the joy that we have during the holiday season. So that is definitely a good thing to help you uh, manage your mental health during the holidays is to do some little self-care here and there. So that you're keeping things in balance. This is what you're really asking them to do to balance out their time between themselves and others. And during the holidays, we definitely tend to forget about ourselves Mm -hmm. because we do become as a mom. I know you become totally focused on the kids uh, and what their needs are. And then for me as family members and what they want to get the kids. And then, you know, I have to intersect in all of these ways. Um, but I have to remember, too, that, you know, I'm human and I need a break from here from every, every now and again and to take that time to myself. So
1: Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Thank
0: you for that. So how else can we manage our uh, mental health during this holiday season? We well, got self-care. We got a little not let us be uh, imperfect. It's OK. And then you also told us to uh, accept imperfection. So, there's two
1: things, the two last things that I do have. Um, Now, one kind of ties into what we kind of talked about, um, and and I wanted to reiterate is that carefully watching your mood over the holidays. Okay. Okay. So, it's just being mindful of how you feel when. Uh, that will help you steer yourself away from the holiday blues so just Mm -hmm. you you may be in spirit like i said of putting your friends and family before yourself you know with you know doing the gift giving and the socializing and things like that but staying in tune with your feelings can help keep your symptoms of you know mental health problems at bay and less severe so it's just knowing what makes you happy and um ensuring that what you make these those things a part of your daily routine so just it's kind of like checking yourself Because sometimes, you know, you get yourself all, you know, wrapped up over things and because things happen a lot during the holiday season. You know, it could be something financial. It could be something in the family or whatever it is. And sometimes it's easy to get agitated and irritated sometimes. Mm -hmm. So so that those times I said, that's why it kind of ties into the self-care too, you know, to kind of really check your mood. You know, journal, meditate, and, and make sure you're watching your mood. So that's that. So that kind of ties into the other one, and the last one I want to talk about is asking for help, which is a very hard one. Okay. Oh, wow. Asking for help, especially when we have, I would say, a, a high threshold for pride. We think that you know, asking for help makes us look weak. Or we feel like it weakens us, you know, because like, you know, as we have talked before on the podcast, you know, a lot of, especially in our culture, think that asking for help weakens you. And that's not, Mm -hmm. not actually, it's the opposite. Actually, it's the opposite. It makes you stronger. And so, you know, asking for help or reaching out for help during the holidays is one of the best things that you can do if you're struggling with your mental health. So, you know, it's more effective to speak with a person that you trust, like a friend, a family member or your therapist, you know, about your current Uh feelings. Okay. and you'll discover that feeling down or stressed, you know, during the holiday season is normal. It is normal. You know, even for like I said in the beginning, even for people who aren't diagnosed with mental health. I mean, it's normal for a lot of us. So right. Uh, right, So, and we'll talk about you know certain uh, uh, resources that I have where you can um, you know get some help and everything. And so that is very very much important.
0: So thank you so much for that, LaShawn. I really um, think these are really good uh, ways for us to manage our mental health during the holidays. You said it's okay for us to be imperfect. Stop reaching for perfection. Uh, you told us to lead, lead into our kindness. Lead with kindness. To be kind to one another you know it is the holiday season so be jolly and merry uh, you asked us to do a little self-care because self-care is the best care uh then you told us to know your moods or i'm such an 80s baby because when you said this i was like check yourself before you wreck yourself bro. <laughs> what if y'all know that song, y'all know that song. I was like, "That's old school. That's old school." Oh, I love so it. old school. I saw the baggy pants, you know, turned around, crisscross all of went through my head in that moment. But we just want you to check yourself. You know, make sure your mood is on point. And if you know, look, <laughs> I'm not feeling it, then don't come out, <laughs> stay in the room. Or, you know, try and get yourself together before you get out here. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you told us to ask for help. And I think that's one of the big things. We always, um, as you say, in our community, we think asking for help makes us weak. And it really doesn't, it does make us strong. So right. make sure that we ask for help because everybody needs a little help every now and then. I know- right. uh, during this year, I've had to ask for help because I realized that I was not superwoman and that I needed, you know, people in my corner on certain things. And so uh, it really does make a big difference. You didn't realize that, hey, having help is so great. It, it is. Really moves it is. things forward. And I think that's great for us to know while we're managing Uh, Our mental
1: health during the holidays. Right. And Sabrina, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I just want one other thing Mm -hmm. that I wanted to tie into the self-care about getting regular sleep and and eating well and exercising if possible. That is also, I think, is tied to the self-care. So let me tell you, getting ample sleep is crucial. To, yeah. to mood swings and depression and anxiety, it is. So I just wanted to touch on that too because that's very important. Getting regular sleep and make sure you're eating well and and if and if you have access to it, exercising because that does help too. That gets the endorphins mm-hmm. running.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And talking to you, I already know that's always your theme. He's like, I gotta go to the gym. And I just like, okay, I'll be right here when you get. <laughs> I'm like the lady on TV. Where's my bowl of bun buns? That's my self care bun buns. And oh, what can I binge watch today on Netflix? So two totally different forms of self care. <laughs> Eating well, yes, a bun bun saves a life. Let me just. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, look, Sean. So since we you know talked about managing our self care uh, and what uh, a person can do to manage themselves throughout the holidays. Uh, do we have some action items that people could tangibly maybe do so that they can be making themselves um, available uh, in the best possible form during the holiday season? Absolutely. So um, one
1: of the tips I also suggest, too, is like, you know, we already talked about, you know, you know, um, showing kindness. So uh, one thing that can also tie into that is maybe writing a gratitude list or offering mm. thanks OK, um, you would be very surprised how much gratitude can go a long way when you mm-hmm. tend to be more thankful and, and as to how far, you know, you know, God has brought you and, you know, just thanking him for, you know, that you're still here, you know, and whatever that you have, that mm-hmm. definitely goes a long way. A lot of people, you know, look at that and say, oh, you know, all I got to do is just, you know, give thanks to get rid of depression, anxiety, you know, it may not necessarily get rid of it, but you will be in a much better place. When you actually, because it makes you look at it from uh, a bigger picture, you know, of of some of the ways that, you know, you know, some of the good things that are happening for you and not just focus on the mood or the feeling or what has actually happened. So giving thanks definitely is one of the things that I do suggest Um, every year, like every morning, you know, especially during the holidays, whenever you feel or a day you feel depressed or anxious or whatever, sit down, do journaling, you know, write down some things. You know what? I don't feel my best today, but, you know, I'm thankful that, I'm, that I can get up and go to a job or I'm thankful okay. that, you know, that the, the electricity is on or I'm thankful for my kids, you know, something like that. So I definitely recommend, you know, giving thanks and, 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 uh, and practicing gratitude.
0: And that's a that's a big thing to uh, practice gratitude. I know um, I remember uh, someone I follow, they had put up a gratitude jar and they said that every day. Uh, throughout the week, they would just write down what they were grateful for and put it in the jar and then read it at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great way to reflect uh, and to know, you know, just to remind yourself just how grateful you were and how much gratitude you had uh, for probably the smallest things around you. You know, sometimes we just have to be reminded of that, mm-hmm. that uh, we are grateful and that does. I think help do the things that you've named, like check our mood and also have us uh, lean into our kindness. Right. That's a good one right there. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, Another thing that I think is huge, and and this is something that I still practice and I'm still trying to practice for myself is managing, managing your time and try and don't try to do so much, you know, (sighs) And as for me, you know, because I'm so active or so social, it's like I want to be involved in everything and I got to do this and do that to the point to where you start to burn yourself out and you're right. spreading yourself too thin. So actually, and that actually increases your stress and you become overwhelmed. So the best thing to do is just prioritizing your time and activities. It can basically help you use your time. Well, so like making a day-to-day schedule, you know, helps ensure that you don't feel overwhelmed by everyday tasks and deadlines. So, and also this is a big thing that I think that people should practice. It is okay to say no. Hey. It, is, it is a freeing a freeing feeling. And I have been there. When I've tried this, when I have actually tried to say no, when I have said no to certain things, it I, I felt good about it. So when you say no to certain things because you 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 feel overwhelmed, be okay with it. Sit in it. Yeah. It's okay because you know you this is also you protecting your peace. You protecting your peace. Is more valuable than anything than, than trying to people please or trying to be at a, at, at a, B, C, and D at the same time. Because all you can do is going to get stressed. Protect yes. your peace. It's okay to say no to certain things. Prioritize your time. You know, make a day-to-day schedule. And I think that will help to decrease some of the stress.
0: And I just want to point out to our listeners, too, that, um, you know, LaShawn and I are not the only people who can uh, attest to some of these things. I did do some research and the National Alliance on Mental Illness reported that like 24% of people with a diagnosed mental illness find that the holidays makes their condition a lot worse and 40% somewhat worse. It's just the pressure of trying to do everything and planning a perfect holiday, traveling to the family and saying yes to every event, meeting deadlines, financial burdens, all of that goes along into this. And so in a survey, they saw that 68% of the participants felt financially strained, 66% experienced loneliness during the holidays, 63% felt that overwhelming sense of pressure that you were talking about, just feeling overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, 55% found themselves just looking back on happier times uh, in the past, and then 50% were just unable to even be with their loved ones. And so just these statistics show that uh, mental health issues uh, happen throughout the holiday season. And it's not just um, located between us two or a few people that we know, but that there is a multitude of people who are going through these stressful times. And that's why uh, we decided to have a conversation.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I do believe that some of those statistics, um, especially ones that you mentioned I think like 68% are like financially strained and when I talk about you know like setting and prioritizing your time you can also prioritize and set up a a budget for yourself for the holiday hmm. Don't, don't stress yourself out on spending a thousand dollars and putting yourself in debt after Christmas and you'll be, you'll be more depressed even after the holidays because you got a lot, you know, a lot of debt, you. Mm -hmm. you know, just like you plan your day out, plan a budget out for the holidays. This is how much money I'm going to spend on A, B, C, and D or whomever. And that's it. And, you know, and, and don't wait till the holidays to do that. You can plan that months in advance so you can start saving up money to do that. Mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, and I do believe that, like, I, I do believe that percentage, I think you said 68%, that's why it's so high, because a lot of people mm-hmm. are, um, and, you know, of course, the 66% of loneliness, because, you know, this is not, it's not only just the time where people have, you know, lose, or have lost loved ones, you know, it's their first holiday without their loved one, which is very hard, so at that point, you know, you're looking at ways to learn how to grieve, um, right. and that's what we were talking about getting some help and talk, cause I'm telling you, gr- grieving and learning how to grieve correctly is very important. That can definitely help you, especially during the holidays. So that's why we pointed to, to, you know, a therapist and everything. And then to even for just, especially single people, for some reason, it's like, when it comes to the holidays, you know, a lot of single people are like, oh my God, I don't have anybody things like that. There are so many different things that you can do. For happiness within yourself as a single person just as well as a married person you know Amen. so so yeah so i i look at these statistics and actually it looks on point because you know i've talked about this you know a lot of people who are in those categories
0: okay well yeah i i think it's important you know sometimes people think they're all alone or is by they're just by themselves and i always believe you know um that the stats matter and stats show us that, you know, we're not the only person who are out here experiencing it. And I think, especially in our community, we have to realize that this is a thing. It is still, because in our community, it's still one of those things where we're becoming more and more comfortable with talking about it, but it's still a back room conversation. Nobody is standing up in church, testifying about it, I promise you that, or I haven't seen it yet. So yeah. if they right. are, then point me to that church. Mm But I think we're getting more and more there. And the more we realize that it is recognized and others are feeling these things, uh, the more freedom we have to talk about them and to uh, really openly discuss them. Um, Because I think it's important. And I think it's important not only that um, we learn to discuss them as community, but that we open up the door for our children, you know, the next generation. Mm-hmm. To be okay with discussing their and feelings and mental illness, so that they know that it's okay. We can actually normalize that talking about mental illness in the family is okay to do. Gotcha. And so, yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And also, too, for the ones and that who are grieving, especially during this, this you know time of the year, you know, make sure you surround yourself with people that love you and that you love them. You know, that's most important because hey, you know, some people want to isolate themselves. Do not do that because that'll bring you even deeper in a hole of depression and anxiety. So I just wanted to throw that in there because that's, that's very sensitive during this time of the year.
0: Yeah. And the statistics did say that uh, there is an overwhelming percent of people who feel, you know, just loneliness and that they are by themselves. Some people can't see family. It's either, you know, they are too far away. Or that, you know, again, in this pandemic, COVID is still keeping people apart. Or, you know, it just may be, you know, that they are estranged um, from their families, that something has happened that has uh, put a rift between the family, which happens, and people Mm -hmm. can't see their family. And so, um, and it's funny that I I followed this young lady on TikTok, and she was saying how uh, her parents were sick. But because there was a... Uh, 10 years ago, between her and her parents, which also put her in an odd situation with her brother and sister, mm-hmm. that she no longer could talk to them. And even though they're sick, mm-hmm. her siblings won't allow her to come and visit her parents, who are oh, literally dying. Okay. And I was like, man, you know, just think about the conversation me and you were going to have today. I was like, this this tough. Yeah. Like, her yeah. holiday is literally... Going to be really hard because Mm -hmm. not only does she have ailing parents, Mm -hmm. but then she has a family rift that won't allow her to even see them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, you know, people have a lot of different situations going on. They do. They really do. We really have to manage, when we talk about managing mental health, it's it's serious. It is serious. It's just never real.
1: It's very real, very real. And sometimes it's not that easy. And that's why it's one of those things that you have to continue to work at it and work through it.
0: And I know, uh, and I just want to bring this up because we were talking about how serious it is. I know when uh, I looked at the statistics and this probably should have come up earlier in our conversation, but I did want to bring it up because it was like something that I had not thought about. But um, it said the highest rates for child psychiatric hospitalization Uh occurs during the winter time yes and I know me and you had talked about that because I was like Sean did you you know know this and you were saying that yes you know that's so true so can we talk a little bit about it because I don't think as adults we think about children and how they're feeling during the holidays and how their mental health could be affected. Right.
1: So, you know, that's, you know, mainly my area, because, you know, I work in, you know, psych and mental health hospital, and one of our units is an adolescent unit. And, you know, and especially now during this season, you know, we've gotten a lot of admissions, you know, where we see especially a lot of adolescents with depression and higher attempts of suicide. And, you know, when I've spoken with, you know, some of these adolescent patients, you know, a lot of them feel less worthy or inadequate because, you know, Um, a lot of kids know they've been bullied by other kids saying, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm better than you because, you know, my parents are buying me this for Christmas or I'm getting this Mm. for Christmas or, you know, um, you know, what are you doing? Or you're not, you're not important because, you know, you're not getting this, that, and the other or whatever. Now, I'm not saying that these kids are, you know, attempted suicide is because of that specifically, because it could have very well be something underlying going on with them. But when you have that on top of You know, the underlying issue of depression, especially during this season, because all, you know, all kids, they want to feel like they're getting the best for the holiday, you know, which actually puts a lot of pressure on the parents because the parents want them to to feel, you know, important or what this is what they want. So I got to work hard. I got to stress myself out to give my kid this. So it's Mm. like a domino effect. And then a lot of these kids who already have underlying issues, who experience this during the holidays or whatever, that's when they hit their, their, their highest peak for suicide or, gotcha. or, or thoughts of suicide, or sends their anxiety or depression even higher. So this is, so with that statistic that you just said, that is very true. I, I've seen that as of, I would say maybe of last month, this is December, so I I've said within the last few weeks, we've had quite a few admissions adults
0: or, wow. or attempted suicide and depression and like I said as an adult I don't I don't usually think about that because you usually think about the holiday season being just a happy time for kids but I do you know realize that there are kids that this would not be a happy time for because again of all of the pressure for you to get certain toys and Uh, Get certain, you know, clothing items during the holiday season or just being in the know that your parents won't be able to afford that elaborate Christmas that you may feel uh, a certain type of way, which would lead you to think more about suicide. Mm -hmm. So just didn't occur to me as much. Uh, one of the things that I did want to also point out, because it was new information to me. And so, you know, when I get new information, I call you like, well, sure. <laughs> right. And so another thing, and I was like, this is so mean. But it talked about seasonal affective disorder. And yes. they said it different from holiday blues, but it peaks in the winter and resolves in the late springtime. And it's characterized by depression that worsens with seasons. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> (laughs) I have a seasonal affective disorder because I really don't like the winter as much as I like spring. Like, I cannot wait for springtime to come. And I just think, you know, that's a key point that I just want our audience to know about. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because you were just like, oh, girl, yeah. And I was like, well, hey, thank you for knowing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, this is more um, of... of more of a, I would say I would say a biochemical um, type d- yeah. d- you know disorder. So um, one thing about it's like in in the, during this time during this time, so that's when you know you, the, the 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 weather is cold outside, and you know our bodies are really affected you know by um what's going on outside or the or the external as well you know just for instance for people who have arthritis the weather cold weather really gets them during this time so usually when the you have the cold weather outside and everything and it comes to your body actually um physically it can decrease uh vitamin d levels i have seen that oh okay. yeah so and especially with the african-american community we tend to have a vitamin d deficiency so, um, mm-hmm. so that is de- that definitely actually a lot of people don't know that, but that definitely affects your moods. And during the wintertime, you know, there is a low rate of, of vitamin D. That's one thing um, we mentioned about, you know, how the weather and, and how your body moves differently toward the weather kind of makes you it, it kind of does something with your moods and with those dopamine levels that you need. Um, so and then a lot of that can c- um, can create feelings of sadness and just, you know, Feeling of isolation, you know. So wow. I say all that to say, or seasonal affective disorder, it comes around for those those like winter months. I think you said over over into the springtime because of a lot of things externally, which can create things internally as well. So it yeah. can affect certain levels in your body to be a little off, and your hormones to be a little off. So it actually it's 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 more normal than not.
0: Um, and that's good to know. You know that. Um, Sometimes, and I think other people will actually notice it in themselves when they hear your explanation that, yeah, I do tend to be a little more bluesy during the wintertime than I am in the springtime. Right. I, oh, as someone said, I perk up when spring comes around. Right. Because although I hate, you know, pollen, I love, you know, flowers and trees blooming yes. and all of that. Yes. Uh, yes. So definitely I've noticed that in myself. So, yeah.
1: Right. Gotcha. And- and, too, during this time, it gets darker earlier, you know what I'm saying? You guys, yeah. It's cold outside, it gets darker earlier, and it's just, you know, it kind of just kind of brings you, kind of closes you in, you know? And sometimes that can create those feelings where it's just like you said, in the springtime, everything opens up, like the sun is out, the flowers is out and it creates that mood, you know, like, man, it's like, this is wonderful. You know, you want to get out, do some things. Whereas wintertime, a lot of people don't like to really, you know, get out like that. And it affects their mood, you know, they become bored. Then, then that's when the, the those feelings of loneliness and a lot of those other, you know, feelings that we talked about early can actually sink in.
0: Gotcha. Well, Sean, you have been such a wealth of information. I'm telling you, (laughs) we love having Nurse Lulu's Mental Health Corner because you tell us things that we may have not been aware of or that we were slightly aware of, and you elaborate on them so eloquently. Uh, I just, I know I've jumped all around the place. You were giving us your little action. You were giving us the action list that we could do. And then I got, I was like, oh my God, but you know, we're not the only ones, let me just tell you, because I have to remind you all of the statistics. I am a researcher, and I love those numbers. Uh, so I'm just going to recap for the audience what you had told us, that we should have ourselves a gratitude journal. This is action items that uh, you as a person can take throughout the holiday season to help yourself make it through, a way to manage your mental illness, uh, your mental health, like illness with your health um, write through a gratitude journal, uh, manage your time. So as you said, you're still working on that, but you know, mm-hmm. having time again, that's when we talk about putting in a little self-care into that time and mm-hmm. also, um, finding support, being with loved ones, people who support and love you. Uh, those are the most important people that you want around you. Mm-hmm. And so is there, anything else you want to give us as action items um, actually,
1: there's actually one in particular. I know we talked about exercise and relaxation, but one thing I do want to talk about during the holidays, especially when you're the hostess with the mostest and, you know, you got all these different things going around, set boundaries. Oh, girl. And I'm going to repeat that again, set boundaries and be okay Mm -hmm. with setting boundaries. Acknowledge Mm -hmm. and accept that you can only control your life and your role. Okay. It's all about protecting your peace. So set those boundaries and be okay with it.
0: Yes. I like that. Stay in your lane. (laughs) Don't drive in other people's lane. Right. And let people know where your lane is. You know. (laughs) If you got that look that you get to people, Mm. (laughs) do that. So they know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh Lord, too much. I love it. I love it. All right. So, to help us with our mental health for the holidays, we want to do our gratitude journal. Yes. All right. We want to manage our time.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: want to find support and set boundaries. And if people wanted to uh, reach out to someone mm-hmm. during the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us how someone might do that? Okay.
1: So, there is um, this website. It's called National Alliance of, of Mental Illness. Okay. It is. Um, the acronym is, is N-A-M-I NAMI. So that's N as in Nancy A, M is in Mary I NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness. So on their website, they have a couple of hotlines that you can call. So if you're if you're not privy to any resources where you are when it comes to therapists or counselors, or if you feel like you're having a crisis, they have some phone numbers on their website that you can go that you can go to. It's called um, Namica.org, N-A-M-I. CA.org. Okay. And so they have the national suicide prevention hotline. Okay. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. Okay. So once again, that's the national suicide prevention hotline 1-800-273-8255. Also, they have what they call the crisis text line. So you would text N-A-M-I, N as in Nancy, A, M is in Mary, I, NAMI, to 741- 741 and then that what that will do that'll connect you with um a trained counselor so you can receive free 24 7 crisis support via text message It's wonderful i've heard some great things about it and the last one is that they have their own help um helpline uh which is 1-800-950-NAMI and they have a service monday through friday from seven i think it's from 7 a.m to 3 p.m pacific standard time and that's for free mental health info um
0: our references and support. Thank you so much. As you all uh, heard, LaShawn gave us, and if you want to rewind this and get those numbers again, please do so. But we just wanted to make sure that you made it through the uh, holiday season, from here on to New Year's, you know, that's still the holiday. We got to go all the way into January and there's a lot of things going on. You got gifts to still get in route. Me being number one. I hope people like gift cards because, hey, that's where I'm at. <laughs> So we just wanted you to be able to make it through and understand that you did have some things that you could do to help you. And I think, well, Sean, so much for giving us some of those action items. I'm really into this gratitude journal. It keeps staying in my head. So that's probably one of the things I'm going to do. I'm probably going to do it the way that I saw where she had the jar, because I really like that. So I may do a gratitude jar throughout the holiday season as Mm -hmm. my journal, and then at the end... Uh, take a look at it. I definitely will set my boundaries, manage my time, uh, find support in those that love me and I love. And then I know that if I need help that I can reach out on uh, any of the hotlines. I do like the text hotline because, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just be wanting to talk to people but not talk to them, you know. So exactly. that might be the way to go. Look, <laughs> they really getting on my nerves over here. So before I grab some, <laughs> can you help so uh, I text that to them. Uh hopefully I don't have to do that, y'all. But uh, well, Sean, it's just it's been such a pleasure as always, just having you come on. Thank you. Uh, we for will, and, me. I
1: love this. Thank you.
0: Girl, you know, anytime I'm so glad we started this. And in the year 2022, so uh, we'll continue these quarterly and hopefully we won't be missing any quarters next year. Uh, I cannot I really wait. You.
1: I cannot wait. And I just and you know find joy and happiness and peace within yourself you know maybe it's been a few holidays without them or whatever just remember the good times remember the good times and you know and just celebrate amen. yourself in their
0: memory so i just want to amen i like that celebrate yourself in their memory yes. and that's what we'll do uh loud mates thank you all so much for tuning in until next time we'll talk to you happy holidays everyone bye, bye. I wish that every day. some type of